0: What did you eat this morning uh-huh.
1: aha <laughs> i had akara and bread wow
0: ah, okay had akara and bread privilege, <laughs> privilege.
1: i literally privilege. woke up and i felt like eating that I, I i made a video of it but i didn't post it i went to like where they were frying it hot yeah. and about 500 naira worth of akara wow where has akara price increased it has increased like absolutely gone really up. So Akara beans used like, to
0: increase, in price.
1: Oh my God, are you are you calling beans like that? Beans is like way super expensive <laughs> now what? in Nigeria. Is that like
2: calling beans like that, like it's gold. <laughs> call him with respect. <laughs> call
1: beans with respect. Like honestly, there oh, was great. even a time. There's like a restaurant, like not really super fast food, but like a basic restaurant. you can buy things. There was a time they literally had to make put an announcement that, oh, from next week we will not have beans available. It's too expensive.
0: Damn. Yeah, beans that they used to force I me that was,
1: <laughs> that was the trayway stone became the cornerstone.
2: <laughs> Do you get? Hi, everyone. It's your host, Matilda. And your host, Hidiza, And you're listening to the Africa Lipso podcast. hi everyone welcome to another episode today we are joined by a special guest daniel Adaja. are we pronouncing that right
1: yes absolutely is What's, that yoruba name actually it no it's not yoruba it's from uh my parents are from kogi state
0: mm. no way hadiza is yeah. from kogi as well
1: are you serious
0: Jesus. yes i'm ibira
1: uh-uh. wow
0: oh my god stop Are you ibira because you said wow yes which is i like- am yes no so, way oh my god i don't my, like meeting my my people. dad is <laughs> <from> <laughs> okay
1: okay
0: that's from okay okay yes can you speak the language
1: no i just i just that was just the only thing i know that's the only thing okay I
0: okay okay Okay, then you're safe oh my god i don't like meeting other Iberia people that can speak the why? language why Because. okay so my dad is from sorry don't put this on your podcast case i'm wrong okay <laughs> no i'm Lima. In who's <laughs> your dad to be disappointed <laughs> <laughs> so so i think my dad's from Ihima. i think my mom is from Okene actually like Ooh. my mom is my mom is uh jato like from the jato family and my dad my dad i mean my last name is idris so i'm basically idris they've wiped out our history <laughs> i really don't
1: know much about I don't know much about the, the history. My dad used to try to tell us a lot, but yeah. I just oh, paid, that's it, nice. I paid very little attention. Where did you grow up? I grew up in Lagos all oh, my life. That's oh, that's why.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Lagos is mm. so metropolitan that, like, everyone just melts together and it doesn't, yeah. it doesn't matter. But it's still weirdly Yoruba. I don't know how to explain that. Like, mm. Yoruba is still, like, the major Yoruba language and the people
0: yeah for for sure like even like um this guy that used to work in my workplace Mm -hmm. it's interesting because he's ebo right but then i think just based off the way he spoke i knew he was from lagos because his accent was very much and he's like he was very much yoruba presenting if that makes <laughs> yoruba sense
2: presenting. like crying. he presented
0: as a yoruba man and then he's you now hear his last name like oh this guy's actually igbo for real mm. like but like you it won't come to your mind like immediately like yeah. or even as you are talking to him as you're interacting with him so yeah, yeah. Okay.
2: Ah, yeah. So as we were introducing (laughs) Daniel, I haven't finished. I want to do your (laughs) accolades. Yes. So Daniel is an OAP, on-air personality at Women FM 91.7. He's an MC, a voiceover artist and a creative director at Sovo Power Touch Innovation. We've already welcomed you, but hello,
1: Daniel. How are you you. doing? (laughs) I'm very well. Thank you for having me. I'm really humbled with this opportunity
2: nice so we've been asking all our guests this season how the pandemic has been for them so Uh, how has it been for you
1: it's a whole different experience i think i experienced a different form of depression during the pandemic (laughs) i love how you said
2: a different form
1: (laughs) because i was i was on the radio all through the pandemic and Ah. that was because when the radio streamlined because of like everybody couldn't be at work I was one of the honor personalities that was, you know, put into a space to say, okay, radio has to go on. We need your services while, Mm -hmm. you know, the whole pandemic was on. So I was on the radio 6 a.m. to 12 every day throughout the pandemic. And that's like longer than you usually would be? Yes, that is longer. Normally I'll be on the radio from 5 a.m. to 10 in the morning and that's all.
3: Mm.
1: right so when the pandemic started that went on from 6 a.m to 12 and it was all talk and music talk and music and when I realized that I had hit a different kind of emotional breakdown was when I was rolling out the numbers of persons that have died from COVID and I didn't feel an inch oh wow I just read it out and I read it out like you know it was numbers and it was when I got home that day I just sat down And I was trying to like reminisce on something and then the numbers clicked in my head again and there was no emotion attached to the numbers Mm -hmm. of the person that have died. And I was like, okay, there's a problem here. This doesn't feel right. Why do I feel so detached from recognizing that these numbers are not just figures but are human beings that have actually died? So I called the life coach and I said, I'm experiencing this kind of feeling. I'm in the same space every single day, Monday to Sunday, not going anywhere. Then I realized that, okay, this could probably be depression. And I Mm. have not figured that out. So for me, that was one thing I had to learn how to break out from. Mm -hmm. Because I didn't want to get detached from the fact that it was numbers. And because being a radio host, we are like gatekeepers. At the end of the day, we control what people would listen to. So at Make some point feel... I had to literally tell my boss that, can I stop rolling out these numbers in the morning or any time on my show? And they're like, No, you can't stop. And then I said, Okay, would you mind if I tell somebody else to do it? Mm. Because it was affecting how I was relating to people. I wasn't connecting with people that were around me anymore. I was just just I was seeing people, I was talking to people, but I wasn't connecting with them. So that was my major experience.
2: What do you think caused that? Is it specifically because you were going to work? Like you were just like work, 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 work throughout? Or do you think it's just the general trauma that we saw like every single day? And because you were on air, you were reporting this over and over and over.
1: So first, I think the fact that I was not really like an outgoing person. I was always indoor. It didn't make me realize it on time. Because I was always, I always like kept to myself. Mm -hmm. But I didn't really have a very large circle of people that I communicate with all the time. But just the few I had, I tried to cherish it. It was when I paid attention to the numbers that I realized that I have dissociated from even the people that I think I was close to. Mm. And that was it for me. So I had lost touch with the world. It was basically just work, 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 work.
2: Wow. Interesting. Are you talking to someone now? Sorry, let's make this a therapy session or anything.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, I am. Yes, I, I have been. I've, I'm. I think I'm past it already. Yes. Okay. Okay. Because I, I try to deal with it like almost immediately.
0: Hmm.
2: It's important to like notice it first. Be and, able to recognize. It. Yeah. Because that's the only time you get help. It's it's just crazy hearing the different accounts from this pandemic. Honestly, I feel like every single person had somewhat of a different experience i've heard like a range but it's definitely in in ways that like people sometimes can't explain it's changed everyone but Mm -hmm. sometimes it feels like it might not have but i i honestly feel like it really has Mm. yeah okay we're delving into daniel's journey as an oap but i guess my first question really is like what is and OAP and like, what does that entail? To to be honest, I've heard this thrown around over and over again. I don't (laughs) even really know. So
1: it's called an on-air personality. That's what it means. And uh, it means that you are an individual, your personality that can be accessed online. So whether it's through um, the internet, radio, social media and all. But I think right now I want to identify more as a radio personality.
2: Mm. So I thought that on-air just specifically... Referred to radio,
1: does it not? uh, You know, it doesn't only refer to radio. You are are on air personnel. That
0: that means you are an OAP. (laughs) No, you too. You
1: you guys, (laughs) you're OAPs because Mm. your content is available online and people can access it.
0: Interesting. Mm.
3: interesting you guys
2: from here forward refer put to me on LinkedIn yeah I'm going
1: to put it <laughs> I'll put it there so but you can be more specific to say you're a podcast personality mm. like I want to identify as a radio personality somebody can say you're a TV personality but or mm. if you do like both TV radio Social media, Instagram. Some people are social media personalities. They are Instagram personalities. They are YouTube personalities. So if you do mm-hmm. all of them all together, online personalities.
2: Is it is there a reason then in Nigeria that we refer to like when we say OAP? I think we specifically mean
1: radio OAPs. I'm not really sure how that came out to be, but. I think it's just maybe the wave that came around that time. I think I met it. I don't think it was existing after I joined the industry. I met it. Mm. And that's because, you know, on radio, there's this this signal that shows on air. Even in major TV stations, you would see it if you go to their live broadcast place. You see on air and off air. So there's like a green light that shows on air and a red light that shows off air.
2: Mm Mm-hmm that makes sense i guess you were talking about when you joined the industry like when and like okay. what made
1: you join uh, okay so first i let me let me take you guys a little back mm. um i graduated secondary school in 2011 and within that time i had to stay at home for one year as jam jam me and then <laughs> and then I, I took jam again and i couldn't get the cutoff mark and then I had to just go to school. I just wanted to leave the house. So I applied to Federal University of Agriculture at Belkota to go read Soy Science and Land Management. And I got the course, which I was very grateful for. Mm-hmm. And then when I got into school, I wasn't really sure of what I was doing in, in school, actually. I just knew that I wanted to be away from home, which was the goal. And I got into the university. Thank God. So <laughs> in my hundred level, I was just talking one day with some new friends that I had made. And one of them was like, oh, there's a radio station that the school is trying to open. I had someone talk about it in my compound. I think I'll find out for you and then maybe you can go check it out. And I was like, cool, I'll go do that. And before then, I'd always listen to the radio. Radio was like my coolest pal at home. Because I, like I said, I wasn't the going out child. I was always indoor. And we had like a very good stereo at home. So it was is radio Is there a reason for
2: that? Is there a reason you didn't go out much-
1: Uh, my parents were very very much uh, very conservative people my parents are pastors Mm. so is that why you wanted to just (laughs) leave it's one of the reasons why i wanted to leave obviously Mm. (laughs) (laughs) so we moved to a new area and it wasn't very well developed at that as at that time so you can't really say you're going out to visit anybody or play with friends and all of that so it was a developing area. We were, like, the only house on that street for, like, two years. Oh, no.
3: So, oh. so,
1: the only thing we had was your television and your radio. And the TV, my dad warned us that every time you want to switch the generator, <laughs> make sure you turn off every appliance before you switch. So, that day, we didn't listen. We switched. The TV got blown up. Ew. The only thing we had left was the radio in the house. So... Everybody started listening to radio. And I think that was the first time I had that connection with the radio. It was like 20, 2009. That was the first time that that experience happened. And I just started listening to the radio more often. Not for educational purpose, just for the fun of it. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed the music that was played on it and all of that. So fast forward back to my guy in school that told me about the radio. And he came back and told me, oh yeah, this, the radio is at this place in the Senate building of the school. So I went there and I walked into the studio and it was a very big, the old type of studio where the microphones are in one side and the console or the mixer is on the other side. Mm. I don't know, have you seen that kind of studio before?
2: How do they control things then?
1: So the microphones are in one side, and you see a glass where the engineer is sitting behind. So it's a different person, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's a different person controlling the console or the mixer for you. While your job is just to talk. To just talk, and then they can see you through the glass. Yeah, that was what they had in. This was two thousand and thirteen. This was what they had in my school. Then and. I got in there, I told this director that I wanted to talk on radio and all of these things, that I wanted to know what's the process to be involved. And then I met like two people also there, and then they were like, Come in. And then they said, Go and say something. And I couldn't say a word. I just kept looking at <laughs> them like I don't know what to say. And I, I almost peed in my pants. And I was like, Yeah. They didn't tell you what to found- say. They
2: just said talk. They,
1: they just told me coming and I was like, Can you do this? And I said, Yes, I can do it. You know, being very <laughs> enthusiastic and all of that. And then before I knew it, I was sweating and all of that. And then I remember leaving that place that first day, and I was like, I didn't like how I felt, but I know I wanted to be here.
3: Mm. Like I didn't
1: do anything nice. I didn't impress them or anything, but something deep down inside of me just wanted to be there. I just felt like I should be here. So they allowed me to just show up every day. Mm -hmm. So every time I was done with class, I would go there and just sit down and look, whether there was something going on or not. If they wanted me to help them get something, I would do that. So we're done with first semester and second semester in school. And then there was this long ASU strike. And then my friend in school then was like, okay, why don't you go an intern at the radio station? So I went to intern at Lagos Traffic Radio for six months. And that was the ASU strike was for six months.
3: Damn.
1: Yes as the strike was for six months so i was in lagos traffic radio for six months and that was where i got my grip i learned how to record do voiceovers know how to talk on radio and that literally started my journey and built my confidence level by 2016 I met someone else who was like, "Oh, seems you can talk." Then I started emceeing already. Started, mm. you know, going around hosting shows and events in school because my confidence level was oh. up already. I got,
2: yeah, how does I got that, that translate school. though? Because like you also said that you were like, I don't know if you said you were an introvert, but you kind of said you yeah. to yourself. I was just about yeah, to ask. that. Yeah, I
1: did. So
0: how did you? I like, felt
1: comfortable yeah. behind the microphone. I felt like that. That was like the only place that I was able to express myself. After I dropped the microphone, I'm back into my shell. And I've, I think it affected like my whole journey because I was, after the microphone, I wanted to always just squeeze back into the shell. I wasn't yeah. socializing. I wasn't interacting with people. And I wasn't doing that, you know. I was just trying to look for an opportunity. If I see an opportunity to talk, I'll go there, do it. And I'm done. I go back into hiding. And I wasn't <laughs> letting anybody really see me like that. But a lot of people were thinking, oh, because he was on stage, he's the extrovert. He's everywhere. Mm-hmm. Because along the way, when I got a radio show at Ogon Radio in 2016, I met oh. someone who introduced me into hyping at the club. <laughs> no, you, you weren't hyped, man. I What's typing at me? Don't I'm even sorry. kill me. You know those one. Small nation,
0: small ass nation. Yeah, you know. yeah you know. <laughs> Isn't that what the DJ usually does? I thought the DJ usually no, Also, is the hype man, no? there's, there's one for the DJ, one for the, the hype man. They're
1: called hype man. So that's I picked up that along the way, and I was I think I was good at it. How does one do
2: this as an introvert? I don't get it it calls for a certain personality that is so that's weird
1: <laughs> yeah you know and doing all of these things i wasn't showing it off at the point when they they needed me to do it i put on like the that persona I wear the yeah mm. yeah i wear it and i do it when i'm done i'm just quiet I'm do just you ever observing. feel
0: exhausted after yeah. that? yes i do okay can you of course wear this
2: can you wear the the dress now? I'm going to sing a song. Please um help me <laughs> love- do hype man Shake that thing, miss. Can I can I shake? Oh yeah, done your Come now. on. <laughs> Where Is the that- ladies at? Shake <laughs> shake 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 that thing. <laughs> I'm actually dying. <laughs> okay, yeah, it's definitely a persona you can put on then. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, you can
1: you can put it on. You can put it on and That builds me like that. 2017 to 2020 to 2018, I was schooling and doing radio, and I was also doing MCs for events, and I was also hyping at the club. By 2020, 2018, I got done with school and I just told myself, you know what? I think I need to leave this environment. I wasn't feeling myself anymore. I felt like I was missing something. Mm. So I packed everything I had in school then and I went back home to my parents' house in Lagos. Mm. And then a friend just said, hi, what's up, Jerry? There's an opening at Women Radio for a producer. Would you want to apply? I was like, why not? I'm not doing anything at home. I'd apply. And I just went in and applied. And then 2018 to date, I'm here at... Women radio.
2: Well, so you never actually applied for anything in the course that you, the program you studied.
1: No, I haven't. I haven't even picked up the certificate.
2: <laughs> you didn't. You didn't want it. You just wanted to leave home, as you said.
1: <laughs> but I think I'll go pick it up soon. I will. I will try to go pick it up soon before okay. the end of the year.
2: Okay. Is that usually the route for a lot of OAPs? Like you just have to find an internship, like work in radio a bit and et cetera. Well,
1: I don't think it is. I don't think it is a part for everyone, but I know that you would have to, you know, go through some of, you have to go through like the process. You have Mm. to find yourself in that space. And, you know, podcasting has made things easy now. It wasn't like before where it was just for you to be on radio You have to go to a radio station. You have to intern, be a studio right, find your way in one way or the other.
2: Okay, so like people with podcast experience translate it to radio?
1: Yes, I think it can work that way now. But it's a lot different. Like I said it on someone, when I was speaking to a group of young people, I said, if you're doing podcasts right now, try to take some online courses on what radio is like because podcast is very, very free. There are no boundaries. There are no rules, no regulations to what you can really say or what you should not say. But on radio, there are rules on what you can say and what you cannot say on mm. radio. So if you are doing podcasts right now, I think first thing, you are, one of the things you have already done is to establish that you have a confidence level. But if you go into a radio station, you would feel different. It would be, mm. You would feel different. The energy would feel different when you're inside of a radio station. So your confidence level might be a little bit shaky. Mm. Unless if on your podcast, you have not been putting out content, you have not been doing research, that's when you go to a radio and you would fumble. But I think if you've been doing podcasts and you've been doing content-based podcasts, not just chit-chat, but like content-based podcasts, you can be able to transit into radio and pick up a show that is similar to what you were doing on your podcast.
2: Mm. Hadiza, are you thinking of um, being an OEP? You said
0: you asked me, Hadiza, as if you that you're <laughs> the one that is passionate about going back to Nigeria to work in a radio house, or when? you were passionate when? about that. Okay, there was a point in
2: time. <laughs> really I, think, I think I think Daniel was talking about. It. I think there was like a, a kind of like boom or something for like OEPs or something like that. Like
1: when they had like a big break.
2: Yeah, I feel like, there, yeah, there was a point in time where lots of people, it seemed, were moving back to Nigeria or becoming OAPs. It was
0: like, um, a thing. I think, <laughs> I think, um, if you are what they call those people who are IJGB, mm.
1: I don't know if back.
0: yeah,
1: it was a thing before, it was actually a thing before. Yeah. So what's was, changed though? What changed? I'm not exactly sure what changed. I think it's still in existence, sort of, but I think we just started owning our thing. Ourselves, we started owning our voice. We started owning our own content. So, take Mm -hmm. for example, I don't know. Can I mention radio station's name? Yeah. Okay. Cool. So, like Wazobia FM came on board, for example. Oh, that's my mom's favorite. They wanted to just listen. They wanted raw people, people who could speak the language of the people. Mm-hmm. Right, and people who could relate with people, not people who were just like, "I just got back. How you doing, good morning?" <laughs> yeah. What's up? They wanted, they wanted people that would say, There's "Good no morning," no. as like, they come work <laughs> this morning. Everywhere just bloody, everywhere dirty. The road no good. People that could relate with people more because it looked like the, when radio was doing the whole, "I just got back." People, it, it was fun. It was cool. It sounded interesting. But when people understood that, people would only connect to people they can understand. And that's why Yoruba radio stations are still going to be top sellers till forever. I've
2: heard this thing. I've actually heard this, but it's weird. I've never listened to any Yoruba radio
1: station. If you are a Yoruba person, for example, like one of the biggest newspaper review in Lagos or in Southwest, for example, is Koko Nui Nui That's what it's called. I'm not <laughs> sure I pronounced it rightly. Okay. Coco, it's, it means Euro, it's a Yoruba newspaper review. It's very early Ooh. in the morning, I think around 6 a.m. But every Yoruba speaking person who has a radio listens to that show. Because mm. if you hear the way they say it, it's very dramatic, very relatable. You, mm-hmm. would, you would connect with it. So what changed was people just wanted to connect with other people when they listen to the radio the host wants to connect with the listener when he's talking mm-hmm. and even if you're yeah. speaking english or you're speaking british english or whatever accent you have the idea right now is to ensure that somebody is benefiting from that conversation
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like, I guess back then it was about people were focusing on, oh, you have accents, come Yes. But now they yeah. realize that it's not just by accents, kind of thing. Yeah. Yes. But good
1: English is good too. You know, you yeah. speak well, it's very, very, it's a good selling point if you speak well.
2: How do you guys do this thing? Because, okay, with podcasting, I feel like, for me, the allure is the fact that, at least, it's not live, so you can edit. If your brain Mm. touches for one second, you can still catch yourself (laughs) and stuff like that. But how do you do that live like not make any mistakes, like all these um um like sentence fillers and stuff yeah. like that. How do you even practice that
1: away? I don't I think it's just based on content. So because it's radio and it's live, you need to understand that you need to have like all your content ready. I remember when I when I got handed over a three hour show and I was like, <laughs> eh? How am I going to do a three hour show on radio and not bluff? The man was like, you know what? You have to put the whole thing into programs, you have to write down everything you want to say. And I remember back then, I didn't have, like, a very good phone. So I used to go and borrow someone's phone to browse. So I would r- Google and write out every single thing I was going to talk about on so, the So talking
2: points or, like, an actual script? Script. Like,
1: an actual yeah? script. I've scripted everything down. So, I know that in three hours, I'm talking at least a minimum of an hour, 30 minutes with music played in between an advert and, uh, and all of that. So, because it was a music show, it was called Niger Vibes then in OGBC. Mm-hmm. And so I, I was doing top 10 countdown, I was doing artist profiling of the week. And then there was an interactive part where people could call in and request for the songs they wanted to listen to. And then I picked like five other artists and five other songs, talk about new songs of the week, see if they are topping charts or something because it was radio, then I could script everything. I had to script everything down. So that way I'm I'm not running out of content. And the the same thing with podcasts, the moment you start talking, there's this vibe that comes inside of you. You can't run out of content.
2: I hear you, but we definitely don't script everything. And I, I actually didn't think it was all scripted because th- there's a natural way they also say it. Like I guess, like when you're a voiceover actor, like yes. when you're voice acting, I think there's a way you sound that everyone knows is scripted. But
0: how do you mm-hmm. sound like supernatural? Or do you even script every show
1: or every time you yeah. go in? So right now. I don't I don't script any. I don't I don't think I have had to properly You say I'm script. an OG
2: in the streets now <laughs>
1: <laughs> No 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 I'm not yet an OG but right now I don't really script anything mm. like that again i I but when I just started I used to script a lot of things I used to script a lot of, I think you get better with time as long as you keep practicing and mm-hmm. you keep doing it and you just want to be better I, I tried to recently, I think it was during the pandemic, I started, you know, not doing this whole scripting thing like I used to before. Wasn't I? I started listening to um, Charlemagne the God of the Breakfast Club. I don't know mm. if you've heard of him. Did you yes. just?
2: Of course. <laughs> We're podcasters. <laughs>
1: so Char- so Charlemagne like... the God of the Breakfast Club. And when I found out their YouTube channel, I started listening to those guys. I was like, ah, Peter, This guy just had an interview for one hour, 30 minutes. Mm. And I did see a paper in front of him. It was just. Where were these questions coming from? So definitely it came from the fact that he's well-read. He had done a lot of research work. And it was an interview that he wanted to share. I listened to, I think it was Mats and Magic where he was being interviewed. And he said something, he says, The end goal of me when I talk to somebody is to ensure that they are learning while I'm also learning within Mm -hmm. that interview. So I was like, huh, okay. So it seems my shows were more of that kind of thing. I wanted to make sure to that while I am trying to talk to somebody or I'm talking to a guest or an analyst or I'm doing a solo conversation, that the person calling in is learning from what I'm saying and I'm also learning from them also.
3: That's
2: pretty cool. Not solo conversations for me though. <laughs> Just talking
1: to yourself, that's crazy. I do a 6 a.m. show that is solo conversation in the morning. How long? It's about uh, 45 minutes.
2: Is it one of those ones that like people call in?
1: Yes, but I have okay. to just drive the conversation first for a while. And it's not every time you people would call in, it depends on if they, because at the end of the day, I, I try to put my shows in a way that is not about phone calls. Mm. It's just, I try to make sure that even if you don't call the show, you're listening, you can learn something. When you call, if you call it's because there's something I said that triggered you enough to pick up your phone. You say, no, I need to make a point to this guy
0: it's really a skill i i'll give you that it's a skill damn it's like on the topic of you kind of learning from whoever you have on and them learning as well is there any show or any not show shift let me call it a shift any shift you've had that really stood out to you like you really learned something like your eye really open kind of
1: thing so um at the beginning of this year I, i i picked up i i wanted to make sure that i did a lot of conversations on mental health Right. Mm. So I started doing a lot of talks on mental health. And I think, um, one of the one I remember specifically right now was I had a life coach on my show and I can't remember exactly what the topic was, but it was around knowing how to understand yourself what's beyond just the work or how much you earn. And it was how the person said that really made sense to me. And I think she said that it was not about whether you're working or you end so much. You should understand that being alive, you're worthy of something. And that that really hit deep. Mm. What I learned from every conversation um, that I talk with anybody, I try to broaden what I already know when I hear people talk. Even if, for example, let's assume that I'm asking the guest a question that I think I have similar answer that they would give. I'd like to listen to how they say it because it would not be the way I would say it. So I learned how to also answer that question, the way they answer it and add it to what I already know. So by the time I'm answering that same question, I have a more robust answer.
2: Answer to it, yeah. Oh, wow, this, the job honestly sounds exciting.
1: Are this excited. <laughs>
2: let's but let's talk about the the behind the scenes. Let's not glamorize it. Like what really goes into like planning and like you mentioned, like there's studios now where you're actually controlling the mixer and everything, right? Yes. As you are an air. Yes. But why did that change? Like what skills are you meant to have really as an OAP? Oh.
1: Okay, first you must be a computer literate. Very important. <laughs> you must know how to read and write. <laughs> I believe (laughs) that's important. (laughs) You must know how to read and write and you must know how to use a computer because everything right now is in the digital world, Mm. right? It used to be a lot analog before, but now we're more in a digital space where you know radio stations are shrinking responsibilities so the person who is the anchor on the radio the presenter is also the studio manager at the same time mm. the same person that is supposed to play the select the songs that there's. There are they're also the music um, librarian at the same time while they are on air so there are more responsibilities coupled to one person than it was in the past. Yeah. If you go back to, if I, let me just make reference to radio before 2000, right? Yeah. Your job as, they didn't even used to call them OAPs, they called them anchors or broadcasters, right? So all they had to do was sit down in front of the microphone and then somebody who is a producer is going to write everything that they're supposed to say and give it to them,
3: mm.
1: right? Like from time check, the news and all of that. And then there was somebody else that was controlling the microphone for them to say, oh, now you can go on air. Now you are no more on air. There's somebody else that shuffles the music that plays on the radio back then. Right? Yeah. But now, in the digital world, here where we find ourselves, when you sit down on the console as the radio host, they expect that you should know what type of song should be played on your show, on your shift. What kind of conversations you should have definitely they are still producers because they have to guide the direction of what is being said on on the radio mm-hmm. but a lot of responsibility is on you to be able to you also become have, like
0: a mini producer yes own, a mini like.
1: producer to the show itself as mm-hmm. as it is so it's a lot more work yeah but it is it is also more flexible if you are if you get my in my own opinion I think it's more flexible that you can control the things yourself. You know when to put your feet out. No, there was a time there was this thing that was going on on Instagram. I don't know if you saw it where they said radio people would like put the music up, talk a little, bring the music down, <laughs> talk a little, put the music up, saw, up, talk a little. I, yeah. I saw one
2: on um Yoruba radio stations where they'll be like, yeah. I, saw, I don't know, so, I think it was Oli, Oli Lekwem, I mean, what's his name? Wait, Never I don't mind,
0: understand. Like as in they talk and then they'll be like, good morning, they, increase the,
1: morning, the volume, put the music put it back down. How's everyone down? doing? Increase the they volume. Yeah. So <laughs> even if, if you want to enjoy the music, you can't enjoy the music <laughs> because they are talking over the music and they are bringing down and you'll not be like, I leave the song, Leave the song play finish now. <laughs> so but that also comes from a place of flexibility now because that person sitting in the on the in front They're of also the, console controlling is the, the music. <laughs> They are also the ones controlling the music. So they can't do that, right? Mystic. So it works that way. So it's 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 more flexible. It's I think it's more connecting than before. Yeah, mm. there's a lot more connection with people than it was in the past.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: I've heard that thing the thing of you holding many many roles at like a station is so I, I listened to this podcast it's called um, The Mics Are Open it's a Kenyan podcast um, okay. but the hosts on there are also radio personalities in Kenya and this guy said he was taking a course and it's like it's an international course pretty much so he's taking mm. this course with like multiple people around the world and he realized like how many hats he puts on at the station that he's at and it's not really that way Every other place in the world. So I wonder is that an African thing where they expect you to do multiple things? Multiple
1: things. Yeah. So I'm not sure if it's an African thing, but I think that it is also good if somebody who is a radio host can also produce their own shows, can also multitask, but definitely some employers in media houses are abusing it. They mm. are definitely abusing it. But it is very important that you are able to do multiple things at the same time as an individual and let your job description be clearly stated to you. What is your job description? So you know what you're taking on while you are going into that job. And if you feel like, you know, you can't deal with it, you have to maybe make um, readjustment or tell them you want a change of your job description or mm. you want a raise in salary. But, you know. Here in Nigeria, a lot of employers abuse this opportunity where yeah. a lot of young people want to come on radio. They, they are so more. passionate. It's like,
2: I don't even think mm. it's just radio. I think generally people would advertise a job for something and they will stretch your role. Like you would literally mm. do everything that is not everything. that was not in your like advertisement for your job. So yeah, I think it's generally a Nigerian thing. But yeah, sorry, go
1: ahead. So I'm not sure it's a Nigerian thing. I think it's everywhere. I don't know about other parts of the world or where you guys are, but but there's
0: labor laws though, right? Everywhere else. Ah,
1: labor laws. It, it, oh <laughs> the my way you God, said Labor it, laws.
0: <laughs> you said was that? You said, you said that's a distant dream. <laughs> <laughs>
1: the fact is in nigeria there are so many private organizations who are creating their own rules and regulations mm-hmm. right i've seen a private organization before that says are you working for the government what are you taking public holiday for who employed you is it is it the government that employed you i employed you and i'm telling you there is no public holiday here I, i'm sorry so, yeah I've, that sounds I've, like I've seen a company <laughs> <laughs> so that that so you you're wondering why you know, how that person is able to make their own laws and their own rules because they pay. Jesus. So he will pay the piper to taste the test tune, right? Hmm. So it's what a thing me? of a lot of people are beginning to understand that you have to state the rules clearly. But I also think employers need to be open about what they want people to do and how much exactly they are willing to pay. So it's not a question of I'm paying you and you're not working or you want to keep working here, you have to do all these things. It has to come from a place where they understand that there has to be empathy in that conversation, which a lot of employers don't always do.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: But does it look like a lot of long hours as well, like being an OAP and like, do you guys get paid well? That's what, a your very relative now?
1: question. No, uh, that's, your own bug. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> so do owner do personalities get paid well? It differs. Okay. It differs from one media house to the other. I guess on average then. On an average. I can't really say on an average because I've heard what some other owner personalities are getting. And I'm like, are you serious? (laughs) Like Like so low or so high? It's so low. And I've heard oh. someone be like, Are you kidding me? You end that much and you talk mm. less. And then I'm like,
0: You talk less.
1: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, I've I've seen OAPs that are just on air like three hours in a day. And I'm hearing the salary they are collecting, like six figure salary. And I'm like, yeah. What? But I'm like, oh, they didn't get there in one day, right? They've been doing this for a long time too. Mm. So I'm always I'm also weighing that in. I think radio somehow. Still follows this organogram of years of experience mm-hmm. where you know if you're being it today for 10 years, you can earn this amount of money. If you need like for this guy that is into
0: politics now, that was um, an honor o- personality for who? Cool FM, the light skin. Oh, dude. Daddy Freeze, he's uh-huh. into politics, I think so. He was like an uh, what's it called? Those people who a freedom fighter. Um, I know he's freedom fighter. Um... Sorry um yeah so that's why i, I it's still politics now sorry is, sorry, sorry is not it? to derail the conversation <laughs> it just came to my mind because he has a lot of years of experience and i'd imagine someone like him they would pay him a lot more because he has no
2: clout a, of course. Mm, so it's not even just years; it's also clout like because well, I, I mean years imagine
1: matters. clout clout is important sometimes mm-hmm. because if you're okay. in like a government radio station you are literally mm-hmm. a civil servant you're a civil servant, You're, you would only get raise in your pay when you go, you climb from one level to the other level, seven, mm. eight, nine. The more levels you climb, the higher your pay, or the more qualifications you have, the higher your pay. But for radio hosts who are in private media houses, sometimes the level of publicity that you can generate for yourself can also affect your earning power.
0: Positively or negatively? Positively
1: positively okay, if you okay, okay, okay. blow up positively as a radio host someone like Twos, for example twos or i think that's the beat. yes yeah Toos, Bimi, th- those are really big names um yeah. money those are big names such individuals right now they can't be poaching them and be talking change you have to be talking yeah. six figures upward if you want yeah. to poach such individuals but yeah. if you're still you know gradually building yourself and exposing yourself to the opportunities that are around you you would still be you be on a negotiation table where you know you'll be going back and forth too many times.
0: Mm-hmm. So in terms of hiring, if someone had mm-hmm. bad publicity, for example, but it's still publicity at the end of the day, do they consider that when they're bringing someone on? Okay, say for example, let's say, like there's someone just, he's public, like he's an on air personality, but he has kind of a bad reputation in the sense that he says kind of very, like he's like Charlemagne, but in Nigeria, um, he I says very problematic There's nobody stuff. like
1: Charlamagne in Nigeria.
0: Yeah? Oh! <laughs>
1: <laughs> there's nobody like Charlamagne. Crazy! In any, there, anybody that attempts to be like Charlamagne in Nigeria has to have very good backup. Oh no, there's somebody. I don't remember mm. her name now, but she's, I think with Nigerian Ifu, she's very, very brutal, very vocal. Yeah. Very brutal. And I, ah, uh, what's her name? Don't remember her name but she's i listen to her a lot and mm-hmm. i think she's mm-hmm. very very sound if she's giving the right backing she can be brutal and hold people by their wig and throw them up left right and center mm. but, so do uh, you know, radio houses uh, poli- like
0: people personalities like that that's yeah, my question in nigeria sp-
2: exactly because you mentioned that there's things that you can't see so yes what determines well, that of even? course there are
1: things that you can't say because of the media is highly regulated in the country oh, oh. You know, oh. government wise mm. yes okay. the media is highly regulated um
2: but even sponsors also, like
1: you guys have sponsors so there's stuff you can't say too right okay like in nigeria for example now there are media houses that are owned by politicians yeah yes there are some media houses in the country that are owned by politicians ait as big as it is Um, Raymond Okpercy TVC is owned Mm. by a politician Um, there are a couple of other media houses so really just propaganda (laughs) so at the end of the day (laughs) you see um, you know a particular media house that is saying stuff about the government and then they are saying it from a point just to make that government look bad and they are not they might not be lying with their facts their facts might be correct but they are putting out that agenda Mm -hmm. and saying oh this is what the government is about so but and then in Nigeria on a uh, radio hosts are not allowed to take sides
3: mm. you can't take sides you can't, you can't weigh
1: in your yes you can't take sides you can't weigh in on your opinion so strongly that but um then, you know you. but then
0: what's the line between if something bad is happening in Lagos can I say this is this thing that's happening in Lagos is bad and we need the Lagos government to fix it can you say something yes, like that yes I can yes okay, you can okay. yes okay. you okay. can
1: say that I think okay. there was a recent uh, memo that was passed around to radio media houses from I think it was from the NBC or from Buhari. I can't, I'm not sure we put that memoir out on, you know, how we report cases of insecurity and how we are supposed to say. They wanted us to streamline and saying we should stop saying hi. Um, there's rising insecurity in the country. You know, they put like a barricade on things on like Boko Haram, headsmen, yeah? farmers, what? headers clash. You know, they, mm? they, they put you on a place where you have to always play it safe with what you're saying. You can't come out and say, yo, this is what happened exactly. Like farmers, headers are destroying farms and you can't come on radio and say it like that. Because they think you'll be hitting up the polity if you mm. come out like that on the radio.
2: Oh baby, you are just reporting the truth.
1: I don't know. Do they laws
0: the laws extend to truth? podcasting in Nigeria? No,
1: it doesn't extend to podcasting okay. yet. Okay.
0: Yes. why do you say yet? I don't I don't yeah. think
2: so. I don't think they can regulate that. How would they <laughs> regulate that even?
1: I'm not sure exactly how they want to, but I, I, you know, if if they could go as far as you know, putting a very huge slam on Twitter. I don't think this. The government would not go at any length to. I don't think they've discovered podcasts
2: things. yet.
0: Yeah, podcasts just need to go
2: first. Honestly, that's the thing. I don't think that mm. the politicians really understand podcasting yet. You but guys, let's keep, I'm not sure. Let's keep podcast
0: dead. as an underground thing for a while. <laughs> okay,
2: <laughs> sure. I think MTN is trying to go into the podcast space as well, but like, uh, we'll see. We'll see. I,
1: I'm not sure how they would do it, but I think it would work. I think podcast mm. is becoming more closer to people, especially for uh, millennials right now, and. Because they're able to ha- say things, access.
2: right? Yeah. Yeah,
1: they're able to say the things they want to say. They can listen at their own convenience. They're in traffic. They can just plug in their earphones or mm. airports. Yeah. And like and pre-download it when you're at home and stuff and like that. download or, you know, um, yeah. we're, we're getting more... I think one of the major challenges, I think, for podcasters in Nigeria is still data.
2: Exactly. Mm. Data. Mm. data is I, expensive. I think it's still a major
1: challenge. Da- data is expensive in Nigeria, for example. So if... There is more access to data. A lot more people would stream more. People will have YouTube accounts in Nigeria. Would would get more views, mm-hmm. and uh, people would people would listen a lot more to podcasts. If there was access to data, Netflix would make a lot more money if mm-hmm. access to data was cheaper. You know, because at the end of the day why are people going to all these other back end sites to download movies it's because data is expensive why mm. would I pay 4,000 naira on Netflix and still buy data to watch and or download it when
0: mm. I could just download it once when and I for you know what is really in Nigeria is a flash drive <laughs> oh. oh my god remember transferring Yo. movies <laughs> do you remember okay I remember there was <laughs> a time I legit I, I don't remember what happened I think I I was telling someone that I really wanted to have a certain set of movies on my computer and I think the, it was probably one of my aunties like somebody that I know family friend and I think she wanted to treat me so she took me to this place and this guy I think she he paid the guy it. to actually download the movies <laughs> in my computer like I remember wow. and, like and no, I was there's, like, there's services like, like that
2: though. yeah there's a lot of I think if you go to computer village you'll probably see a lot of things like
1: that no I don't think people still do that again really so there's so many sites now where you can no, download movies
2: you're from. laughing but I, I don't want to snitch somebody in my family the last time i went back home or something she said she has especially on these Korean shows she had them downloaded on her computer and she said she got it from a flash drive so i don't know like there's oh yeah. this flash drive <laughs> yeah <laughs> Or like hard drive, like someone's, someone transferred
1: Somebody it Somebody had them. downloaded yeah. it and, yeah. and kept it. And yeah. then started sharing because it for people. Be,
0: be aware virus is real. You should oh, speak. Virus preach is real about old. virus awareness. Perhaps just get antivirus. But
2: <laughs> yeah, data is definitely very expensive in Nigeria. Yes. So. We're like, you know, everybody can just own a radio in their house. It doesn't require internet or anything. When you're in your car, the radio would be on and stuff like that. Podcasts are a little more... I guess, expensive to consume. So, yeah. It, it's, it's sort of expensive kind of to
1: consume. Mm. Radio would be here for a long time. And yes. I think one of the fears before was because they felt like when digitalization happened, radio was going to go into extinction. But I'm not sure it will ever will. I think it really? will just be here ever i I think it it will be here i don't think it will ever go into extinction it would be here for i also don't
0: think so because i think everybody like even in rural settings people really enjoy radio and like i I don't see a, a reality where radio goes out because i think it's just i don't know how to explain
2: But it might not go out but it can become like less important than it is right now
1: I don't I think, think. Really You don't I think?
2: think even, oh. Okay, even here, mm. there are a
0: lot of people who listen to radio here. Mm. Like, a lot of people, right? It's still, I don't know how it's going to fare maybe by the time our generation is in our 60s and 70s and 80s. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But then, before we get to that point, I still think radio, radio still has at least 50 years. <laughs> I, I think so, personally.
1: Well, in Lagos, radio stations are, like, new radio stations are emerging every Every month, at least there is one or two new radio the People are still the federal government just released license to over 150 radio stations across Damn. Nigeria, radio and TV stations across radio. Nigeria, and TV across Nigeria. <laughs> so, hey, universities money come are from, is this
0: adverts? A lot of
1: the times, yes, ads mm-hmm. are the major source of finance for a lot of media houses. <laughs> um, <and> government officials, <laughs> <laughs> no, like a lot of brands still do like ground public radio gives like a very huge audience it does. Um, yes. my but radio imagine, show like
0: are there that many brands to radio shows does that make sense like if there's so many well, coming it depends up
1: on what the radio is opening for there, there are organizations mm. that right now are releasing funding for s- different specific things um, across different things now okay let me use women radio for example there are individuals or brands that what they want to do is to put funds behind a radio show that is okay. focus okay we, f- we focus on women but there are brands are okay we want you to talk about women's health we want to okay finance it for you guys and we want to ensure that that program is always on and because mm. we like it. it is getting to the grassroots radio gets to the grassroots gets to people that might not even have a telephone
3: hmm yes,
1: 100%. You know? So people who are just using, like, just those small phones without Touch light, internet. Touch um, radio. Touch light phone, yeah. And I get they, that they can I, listen. That
2: population is a lot in Nigeria, I it's guess. A lo- it's, yes. it's
1: a lot, it's a lot. Like, mm. if you're in your car, you hear people listening, commercial vehicles. I've heard people that, you know, that just call me up and like, oh, I was in this Keke Napep, and the Napep guy was playing your radio station, I heard your voice. Uh. And then you're wondering... How many people are going to enter that NAPEP the whole day? The guy's going to be carrying different trips. People are going to enter into the NAPEP at different times during different programs. And yeah. they would pick something, pick something, hear something, like that, like that. And it mm. keeps going, keep going like that.
2: I guess what what might happen is just like radio and I don't know how this really works, especially because at the end of the day they they'll still regulate what you say by I see like a lot of radio stations like incorporating podcasts onto it like there will be a specific time where they will play podcast it's episodes and stuff. Happening. yeah it's already happening but it's just i don't know how that works because i thought anyways the allure of podcasts was the fact that you could see pretty much anything but then if you're mm. now bringing it to a radio station it, it would, so i think purpose, what is though? already
1: happening in radio mm-hmm. is looking for ways like the conversation we're having here right now I'm not sure i have used any foul language. Mm. If it's going to go on radio, all they need to do is to clean it up properly and mm-hmm. listen and make sure there is no foul language, and it plays.
2: I see. I see.
1: That's yeah. fair. And a lot of interviews right now are pre-recorded, and which is almost like podcast. If you pre-record something like what we're doing right now, is also podcast too. So some radio shows right now are recorded and then they're just played on on air. The only thing is, it's on a radio platform.
2: Hmm. That's fair. I guess you were you were briefly like talking about the fact that you work on a women's station and that really 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 intrigued my like that caught my attention like Nigeria is such a big patriarchy so like when you a man says you're working on a women's station I I'm curious like you know what what exactly okay. what kind of responses are you getting yeah, what
1: responses are you getting am I getting okay so I think when I first got here in August 2018, I didn't even, the awareness did not dawn on me that I was working at a women's radio. I just wanted to work because I wanted to leave school environment and come to Lagos. And you didn't want
2: to do soil science, but go ahead. (laughs) No,
1: (laughs) I didn't want to do that. So. I now like, okay, just got in here and I, I didn't go on air immediately. When I got here, I was a producer for like three months mm. before I got a, cho- a, sh- a shot. I'd been on, on the radio here. Yeah, I did want to so, ask
2: that because you said you got a job as a producer. I was like, as oh, a producer, okay. yes. So
1: when I got here and I just started producing content, I wasn't really producing when I got here female centric content yet. I was producing an SME match show, I was doing like a traffic show, mm. I was doing um, a game show. So they were not quote unquote requiring me to weigh in on opinions that are female-centric so, as I, when I got here. But with time, I evolved and I learned. With the time, I evolved and I learned. I had always believed in gender equality even before I got here, but I didn't even know the terminology. <laughs> That's what
2: a lot of Nigerian men say, Loki. <laughs> but no. So this is it, right? Yes, I, I'm, I'm I a never, feminist.
1: <laughs> no, no, no. I, I'm not going to say I, I, I was a feminist before I got here. But mm. I weighed in on opinions that I, oh, what a man can do, oh, she should be able to do it. I had a team already in school which it was gender-sensitive and i didn't even know it was gender sensitive right Mm -hmm. i just gave opportunities to those i believe you know deserved the opportunities wasn't about if it was a man or a woman but getting to women radio and working at women radio has opened my eyes to a lot more more things than i some of them i didn't even know at all Mm -hmm. till i got here i'm I'm learning new terms for new words i'm paying attention to you know reactions of events now more than ever before when i'm in a place i'm seeing things now i can boldly come out and say oh this is wrong this is right but before Mm -hmm. i might just have been in my shell and just watched and observed without saying anything Mm -hmm. and it's been a it's been quite a journey you know working at women's radio because when you go out there and you're like oh i'm an honor personality where women radio so when you say (laughs) wfm they might not really get it I have to always say, I work at Women Radio. I'm the host of the Full Breakfast on Women Radio. And I like, oh, really? Uh, okay, okay. And they're like, what do you guys talk about? And I explain to them that this is what we talk about. These are the agendas we fight for. These are the things we're trying to raise so the voices of women. So why are you in women's
2: business? Sorry, go ahead. Why am I
1: in women's business? No, I'm saying, well, do you ever get that question? <laughs> I, I'm not sure I've really gotten that question per se. Really? But I've had to like explain to men what we do here at Women Radio. Yeah.
2: Okay. Mm. Is that
0: seen as like mansplaining?
2: i think well, mansplaining is
0: when you're um exp- like over explaining someone to but female then gender i mean if that- you're
2: talking about women's issues mm-hmm. do you try to make sure that you make it clear that this is not necessarily like your experience but it's your view from a male point of view like do you get what i mean like it's kind of like for example guys trying to explain what it feels like to be a woman you get rather than mm, no this I don't, is no, my experience I, I, no, no, no. as a guy no, but i i, 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 I feel you guys
1: to. You get? <laughs> no no no, i try not to so i most of my shows on the radio are centered around sexual violence also around politics i also talk conversations generally about nigeria i weigh in on like the basic things that women experience i co-host a radio doctor show sometimes where you know we talk about women's health and I just try to ask questions and get other women to ask questions from the doctor mm. so if is that the case of I'm trying to say oh this is what women go through no I wouldn't say that this is what men go through I would rather say oh based on research these are the kind of things that women go through and I always make sure that I have somebody with strength in that field to be able to back those figures up when I'm talking about them so I, I try to make sure I have a guest who is a woman, to, to speak about that industry properly. Like on Thursday last week, Thursday or Friday, Wednesday, mm-hmm. Wednesday specifically, I was talking about the effect of the economy on women-led businesses. So one of, like one of the questions I put out to the guest is, I've had someone on my show who said, when you're the only woman in the room, don't feel comfortable until another woman is in that room. Yeah. So how can we make that happen for other women? So I'm asking questions to drive answers from the individual who is a woman to speak about women issues
2: okay that's fair that makes sense yeah it does kind of going back to like when we talked about daddy freeze i don't know if you know like i think it was 2019 that someone called him out or something like that saying that he charges people over 100k to play their music on radio oh and that question I yeah <laughs>
3: <see
2: that quote. laughs> payola you know if we're talking about nigerian radio i don't think you can really leave out of the conversation, so like, <laughs> just to explain to people that might not understand, there's a culture of OAPs collecting radio money OAPs collecting money to play music from like, lots like a lot of times it's like smaller interpretation of that. Oh, okay, that's what Daddy Free said
1: too. Said, yes, oh no, no, yeah, there's I'm, a lot of misinterpretation of that. Okay, so <laughs> for example, right, if I if I don't collect money to play music from an artist. What I would tell them is, send me your song to my mail. If I like it, I will play it, right? Mm -hmm. If you feel like you want to promote your song on the radio, there are channels you can go through on the radio, through the marketing or through some people have like a traffic team that you can talk to. And then they will tell you, for you to promote your song, this is how much it would cost you to promote your song on radio. But for your song to be played on radio, it costs you nothing to have your song played on it. All you have to do is send your song to the radio station. If they like it, they will play it. It's just the same way that some OAPs would decide not to play particular popular artist music. Mm. Some radio hosts do that. They will tell you, I don't like this artist. I don't play his songs. And they won't play the songs while they are on air. If they are on air for two hours, all the songs they will play within that two hours, none of that big artist, quote-unquote, of that big artist song will be played on that time. While they are on the radio, because now because they have the control over the music, because they are sitting in front of the console, right? But some other places, the radio host doesn't have control over the music. Somebody else logs in that songs. Maybe like they have like a sound a librarian that logs in the music for them, and they can't interfere with that music. So they play whatever it is that is available. But if you want to promote your song on radio, it costs money to promote song because when you say you are promoting your song, it means you are mandating the radio house or the person to play that song based on the agreement you have had if you are saying i want you to play my song every day for the next 2 weeks while you're on air between this time and this time it's not going to be free because that time you are putting the person under a compulsory action to say mm-hmm. whether whatever selections they are making every day your song must be part of that selection it's a must You can't just tell me it's a must with mouths.
3: Mm -hmm.
2: Why can't it just be a system where, like, you know, you send in the music and then if they like it, they play it as compared to, like, by the time you're, like, forcing them to play it on the radio... Because mm. you, you said there's channels you can go through because, like, if it's yes. an advertisement, right, mm-hmm. you should be able to go through the proper channels to, like, promote it. Mm-hmm. Promote but a arts. lot of times, it's not the proper channels. Like, a lot For of times, music. the station is not even aware that this is going on. You are paying that the, the OAP, OAP. collects money. Exactly. Mm. It's the OAP you are paying, not the station. So, therefore, yes. it's, it's under the table. It's not, like, the way you're t- I, I think you explained it is such a clean way where that's not really what's happening. Mm. do you get
1: okay so basically ads are more expensive ads are expensive to run on radio stations right and yeah. if you want to run it like that it will cost the fast upcoming artist a lot more money you know to run that their song through the right channel which is supposed to be available so I think what we might wa- what we might say might be a proper solution is if media houses are going to create a template for music promotion which I think most media houses have they mm-hmm. have a template for promotion of music. Now, that's one. So two is, I'm thinking why a lot of artists will walk directly to the owner person, to the radio host or to the radio producer to play mm-hmm. their song is because that person has the monopoly of choosing what song to be played on radio at yeah. that time. That person has the monopoly of saying, I want to play this song. Nobody's going to hold me. I want to play David o. I want to play Whiskey. I want to play an upcoming artist song. Nobody's going to hold them for doing that. as long as the song is clean and it can go on the radio right so if for them he pays them if okay instead of going to pay this huge amount of money and they are just shedding it as an ad what if this oap i gave this oap something and he plays my song he talks about my song a little bit and that's it hmm.
2: i see why it's pretty much like it's a service and everything but it just feels very sketchy when it's like under the table because I guess, like, if we're going through proper channels, okay, we understand, okay, yeah, we're promoting the music. But it's just making a system where it's hard for smaller people to be discovered, like, people that actually just
1: have good music. Good music. Yeah. But I, the truth is, if you have good music, because I play a lot of but upcoming you. artists. But that's yeah let me use myself as an example Mm -hmm. now so for me for instance there are a lot of artists that they've they told me oh they have great songs i'm like okay i'll drop my email for them and i say send me your song and if i like it i'll play it and when i play it i can make a video for it to see that oh your song was really nice and i played it and that's it but you can't mandate me to say ah baba you never play my song today Mm -hmm. you can't do that to me because i have already listened to your song and i like and there are a couple of artists like that that you know, their songs are so nice and I play them so often and they've heard it a couple of times and they're like, oh, this guy, really, like." there's a lady I'm playing a song right now. I don't know if it would be free publicity for her, r um, and <laughs> Princess, you know, mm. her songs are really great. And every time she sends me an email, I listen to her song and I'm like, oh, this is cool and I like it, I play it. There are a couple of other artists across different social platforms that have reached out. If I like your song, any time I remember the song, I'll play it. Mm-hmm.
2: I guess I guess it's not that way for a lot. I think the reason anyways a lot of people complain is because it's not that way for all OAPs. Like some OAPs only play the songs of people that they've actually paid. Ah, it's not is that 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 won't be true. It's not it's not possible. No, or like just a bulk of it. And like okay, so for example, if there's an artist that already has money, whether his Mm. song is good or is not good, they've paid all the radio stations. Hmm. and that's all people we hear over and over and over and over and over it just it makes it seem so biased
1: mm, yeah from the way you say it, it definitely sounds bad but I think it's very good for an artist I tell a lot of people that before I even say oh you want to if you want to for example run a promotion and I'll be like Let me listen to the song first. If the song is good, I'll be like, okay, I think it's a good song. I can play it on my show. Because if the song is not good, I don't want to be a case of... And that's what I think there's a part a lot of radio hosts have missed it, where even if the song is not good, because there is money involved, they still take the money and they want to play the song. Exactly, yeah. So if the song is not good, because I personally want to play a song that I will talk about or I would feel comfortable that I would fit into the mix or the playlist that I have for my day already or what I want my people to listen to. If it's not going to fit into that mix, I'd be like, oh, baba, no, vex I beg, I don't get the time to play your song. I'm very, very busy. I just make up an excuse so that I would not do it. <laughs> because they feel like because they want huh. to give you money, you should be able to play whatever song they give to you. So, so if Daniel if, has told you he's too busy... I <laughs> <laughs> understand that. I understand. So... And some, some I tell them that yo, your song is not radio friendly, it won't work this way. I, I don't know. <laughs> what does have the that mean? <laughs> to...
0: As in too oh, much swear words?
1: No, apart from being too much swear word, if the content of the song is too sexualized, like, oh, I see. it can't oh, be played yeah. cult, on the radio. Like,
0: remember really? Yeah.
1: If the song has a lot of cultism and any other of this Oh my god, uh, how did you feel it's... about
0: that Odunsi thing?
1: Oh th- is it Odunsi or Rikassani? Um,
2: Rika Sunny, what did Rika do? Sunny is
0: not. that you. It's not that, that song.
1: That's it's not a bad one, song. That <laughs> hey, Madden, Nigeria, yeah, no, they, Nigeria, took Nigeria. they took it off radio. What? <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, put wait it a ban on it.
0: No what? way. <laughs>
1: yeah I don't, don't understand.
2: Understand. No. <laughs> I don't understand <laughs> i feel Wait, like but, the, what passes the threshold in nigeria is very the buy is low like i'm
1: not like, very sure of this one i'm not very sure but i heard that one of the reasons and i'm it's from a very reliable source that one of the reasons mm. joe boy changed the song alcohol to sip was because of he was mm. getting signals that nbc was going to put a ban on the song
2: oh. uh-uh do be drinking alcohol though. so i don't know like the country just seems a little hypocritical yeah i don't know
1: but you know that radio you can't really predict who is listening a child could be listening to the radio at that time radio has a way of controlling it has a censorship so if you listen to radio even when they play like all these foreign artists they have to play the clean fashion the ones mm. where the f-words the booty all of these things have been cleaned off it even Nigerian songs too, you have to clean them. And that's the thing Nigerian artists don't, they don't prepare clean versions. Maybe, you know, some some artists are understanding that if you're making songs for radio, you have to produce a clean version of it. Olamide did that with his last album. He put mm. out a clean version for radio, for radio stations, where they can play the ones that has already been cleaned by the, the management. If not, then the radio host has to be the one, or the radio librarian has to be the one to clean the songs themselves. Then,
2: oh, damn, that happens. Yes. Ooh. Like there's some songs that
1: are really good and because there's no radio version and you want to play them on radio, you have to get to like, you know, pause all those places where that can't go on air. Like um this guy's song, um Fireboy, I'm a champion. I'm a motherfucking I'm a champion. champion. Oh, they have to clean that so the, up. The motherfucking they have to clean the motherfucking mad, 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 mad. How do Naira Mali songs get played then? They don't play. I don't think they play Naramali songs on radio. Okay, okay. I don't play Naramali songs on radio. <laughs> but I don't think if any Nigerian to play played, they will clean it so well that you will not enjoy the song.
2: Yeah, like how do you even clean up his songs?
1: <laughs> it's <laughs> you all. Will listen, you don't hear a lot of you beep beep beep. Yeah, beep, beep, and then there's you're just like, no point. Don't bother play the song. Yeah,
2: it's, it's Nigeria. But I feel like not. I don't think it's Nigeria. I think swear words generally on
1: radio they, swear they clean those. On radio is not allowed, yeah, but
2: I mean, thunder fire you. He was just joking, like, it wasn't like <laughs> See,
1: he was just joking. He <laughs> was
2: like, I think well, he it's
1: was an insult, it's an insult. It on fire you now. It's an but insult. But
2: everyone says, like, even kids say thunder fire you. Do you it's, get I mean? They're
1: not supposed to say it, really. Oh, okay. they're not supposed to say it on so the fire. So, fire
0: is a swear word. <laughs> I'm learning this. <laughs> this I learn new things every day because
1: <laughs> I really... Do they censor um, out worker to... Uh, to yes, yeah, to, to will see still worker.
2: Oh, my God. <laughs> okay interesting good to know Um, but i guess i'd like to wrap this up by just asking if you have like any advice for like up and coming oaps or people that are aspiring to it Mm. what really would be like an all encapsulating
1: advice that you would give i think there is a learning process to it there is a time to earn and there's also a time to learn. If you're <laughs> going God. to go into radio right now or media or anything at all, you have to take your eyes off earning. You have to put your eyes on learning. Because learning in I the like media... don't like the sound of that. <laughs> <laughs> learning in the media doesn't happen in a scripted format, right? Okay. You would not learn like you're in a classroom. There are days when you just learn by looking. There are things that I know today that I know them just by sitting around a radio host and just listening to conversations from them. And I picked it up. So a lot of the times, the learning environment will differ or the learning experiences will differ for you. And if you put your mind on earning first, you might miss the point. You would need to learn and grow and spend time also studying and listening to other people I learned by listening. I'm a radio host right now. For me to get better as a radio personality, I learn by listening to other radio personalities and learn from what the ones that I think I align with their opinions and their thoughts and how they do their things. I align with them like that. And I try to work myself with them. So if you are coming in right now, focus on learning. Try to get a certification, no matter how basic is it. If it's a one month, three month basic certification, it's good because I think those certifications sort of help you to have like, an overall view of what you're coming into. So get one, focus on learning, record consistently. That can never be out. Like the more you record, the better you become. I wasn't. I didn't sound this way like three, five years ago. Mm. The more you record, the more you listen. To, don't be afraid to listen to yourself. I, I wonder when I hear people say they don't like to listen to them. So I, I actually go back don't to get recordings. I, I go back to my old recordings and listen to it. I want to learn. I want to learn from my own recordings and hear my mistakes or hear the things I said right and repeat the things I said right again in another show mm-hmm. or replicate it in another show. And the things I did not say right, make sure I don't say them in another show. So record yourself more often don't be afraid to take opportunities like I did I reached out to you guys and I didn't know it was possible to do that until somebody reached out to me and I was like okay I'm looking for other speaking engagement platforms
2: uh putting yourself out there pretty much putting
1: myself out there Mm -hmm. yes put yourself out there don't be like me put yourself out
2: there I mean but you're learning so that's amazing yeah yeah thank you so much Daniel for coming on this was really fun I, I feel like um I, I feel like you are a connect. So if I ever come back and I want to be an OAP I'm a connect, okay,
1: okay? I don't know how long I'll be doing this <laughs> for but then really? <laughs>
2: oh yeah daniel said yeah. he wants to jackpot please listen oh. <laughs> <laughs> don't be like what's that guy that they said he just jackpot without telling the guy on men's club ayola oh ayola, ayola.
1: yeah one day you just not show up to your uh, to, your to show. my radio no i wouldn't do that yeah i would definitely want to i like ceremonies i like the <laughs> traditional way of of um of coming in and leaving a place so i would want to make sure that when i'm leaving a place i want to leave the appropriate way
2: mm, yeah that makes nice. sense That's good. yeah thank you so much daniel for coming on and having this conversation with
1: us shout out to you guys for having me man Gosh. i really appreciate you thank, thank you for you. the good work you guys i listened to a few other episodes before it was my turn yeah. just to see how i can get involved And you guys are very welcoming. You made me feel at home. So thank you.
2: Thank you. Thank you. And um thank you. thank you everyone for listening. Don't forget to like. Wherever you listen to, share, leave us a review. That's how people get to hear about us. And also, in December we're planning on doing an episode where we just read like listener letters. Like anything you guys want to know or Questions, anything, comment, tell dilemmas. us. Yeah, question, comments. It doesn't even have to you don't have to tell us your life story. You can just let you us know. You can if you want to though. Yeah, I mean we like that kind of, we can, we like that kind of thing. So if you have any problems you can answer it. But if you just want to like just let us know that we're doing a good job or let us know like if we've had any impact on like your life <laughs> even if it's in the tiniest way, we want to do a full episode where we just read listener letters. So um if you can or if you want to, you can go to our website, it's africalypsopodcast.com and then at the top of the screen you should see contact and then you can leave us an email pretty much Mm -hmm. and the thing is you don't even have to write your real name you can just write anything you don't have to leave an email address we don't have to track you pretty much so like you can stay anonymous if you want to um actually you do have to put an email hmm wahala Okay so you have to put an email but do we know you we don't know you if you want to stay anonymous you can also Oh you um, can
0: you can hit us up from a burner um account, account like social media accounts.
2: yeah you can do but that's a lot of work isn't it You know what we will keep you
0: anonymous though so
2: I think we have we definitely have um curious cats
0: Oh, okay, yeah, Remember when that used around. to be a thing? Yeah, I remember. Oh, God. It was so, Dimatra, do you ever have a Curious Cat?
2: I did, but it was
0: stupid, stupid you questions
2: did. they used to ask me.
0: <laughs> you did? Uh-uh, oh, my God. You participated. You Jesus. didn't? Did you? I didn't. No. I've always been slow to this game. <laughs>
2: so, we have Curious cats. You can leave a question or a comment at CuriousCat.qa.com. <laughs> slash AfricaLipsoPod again curiouscat.qa slash AfricaLipsoPod. we'll leave all this information on our social media but we really want to hear from our community because without that we don't actually know who's listening um and we just want to compile all of that into a christmas episode so please be sure to reach out to us before then and yeah we'll catch you guys next week with an amoeba interlude bye
0: peace out